You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint, and there's nowhere else you'd rather be on a Monday than in Columbus, Ohio, after that Sugar Bowl. An absolute domination by the mm-hmm. the number 11 Warriors, brave <laughs> and bold. That's what we expected, right? 49-28 over Clemson. Congratulations to Dabo Swinney for setting up the Buckeyes for success and sending them on to the national title game. That's Doug Worthington, hey. Craig Krenzel, Justin Zwick, Michael Bennett, Nicole Cox. I am Austin Ward. We'll have Schlegel in here for his take a little bit later on. Uh, and he'll probably have about 10 or 15 minutes of coverage for you yeah. to come uh, uninterrupted. So we'll get it started without him. Um, that was an absolutely dominant performance. Um, just what we all predicted last week, right, Mike? Yeah, I think all of us talked about it. We were going to need a complete game from the Buckeyes, mm-hmm. and I think that was the first one we saw of the season. Uh, you saw the defense flying around. There was an obvious difference in the physicality of the teams. You saw the offense firing on all cylinders. You know, Justin, uh, Justin Fields was killing it. Trey Sermon was killing it. The offensive line looked incredible. I, I mean, I don't think you could put together – you could hope for something better as a Buckeye fan mm-hmm. than to see this team start to peak at this time. <clears throat> Nicole, uh, I know you've got seven or eight pages of notes. Uh, Friday, <laughs> yes. Friday night. I Comes mean, prepared. That had to be – it was great to be in the Dome on Friday night for it, to watch from home and fill out those notes. So what, how impressed were you with what you saw? I, it, well, there, I took so many notes because there <laughs> were so many things to write about. Yes, I mean, like you, you said, Michael, it was a complete – it was a complete game where everyone played very well. We all played together, and it was just so exciting to watch. I love it. I, I like the fact this being in the, the, the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Mm-hmm. We play well in the Dome. I actually lost a national championship in that Dome against LSU. But to see like that, that, that Arkansas win when it comes down to beating SEC, even though it was Arkansas, the fact that we got a national uh, uh, big win against Alabama mm-hmm. in uh, 2014, mm-hmm. and then we did our thing against uh, you know, the good old Clemson foe. It turned out pretty well the last time Ohio State won uh, a college football playoff semifinal in, in the Sugar Bowl. <coughs> Michael knows a thing or two about that. Um, I don't know. Uh, Craig, I, we talked about it last week, and Justin had to be great and full team effort, but we weren't sure you know, how they would match up against Alabama. I thought the team that we saw on Friday night could beat anybody in the country on any mm-hmm. night. Uh, un, un, I mean, no question. No question. I agree with that completely. You know what? What I loved about it is when we talked about, hey, who needs to play well, you know, Michael talked about <laughs> Haskell Garrett and those guys in the middle yeah. on that defensive line. And when you look, I mean, trenches in general, offensive and defensive lines for Ohio State were incredible. I mean, Trey Sermon getting behind them um, had a, obviously another great game, and we love what we're seeing from him. When I look at that football game, we have the athletes <clears throat> to play with anybody. Let's do that. When when our guys play like they did, when I watch that football game, the first word that pops into my mind, and maybe it's watching Justin Fields take that shot, go into the tent. Um, we all know what probably happened in that tent and at <laughs> halftime, and I've been there, done that. Yep. But <laughs> toughness, <laughs> toughness, right? I mean, you look at that football team, and we got the athletes, I think, to run with anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to have some challenges. 
on Monday, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, most notably, I think they're perimeter guys against our secondary. But for the most part, we have the athletes to run with anybody. And when we play to that level of toughness and physicality, we can beat anybody in the country. And that, to me, if we can bring it one more time, <clears throat> I think Monday is going to be a great game to watch. Well, that's why leading up to the whole thing, Dabo, you know, for the last couple of weeks anyways, we had said there's one team he doesn't want to play, and that's the Ohio State Buckeyes. He can run his mouth about our schedule and how many games we played, this, that, and the other. But he knew – Coming into this season, year after year, Ohio State has the athletes to play with those guys down south. And uh, and putting we, we said it, you got to put a full game together, and they did, man. And what a special team this can be when they put a full game together. And I think being in that playoff, having a reason – I don't want to say reason because it makes – they always play hard. But knowing that, man, if we finish this off, we get that national shot at that national championship. I think that helped, and I think that just kind of carried them through that the rest of that game. Yeah, in a lot of ways – I think Ohio State won by the smallest margin that it could, which mm-hmm. is crazy. They yeah. they were so much better than Clemson. And that, right. that 21 points barely even tells the story. So there's about 50 different options that we can start with for Buckeye <laughs> Leagues this week. Yeah. We, we probably shouldn't double up because we could cover the entire roster. Nicole's going to lead the way. She's yeah. I know she's been torn, too, <clears throat> with about 20 different I have, players. I have, and, you know, I, I – I just wanted to say, like, after the game, I just was like, what was Dabo thinking saying that, like, <laughs> ranking us? Because yeah. truly, like, he had to have known that we are dangerous when we are not favored to win. Yep. And mm-hmm. it just adds fuel to our drive. And we saw that uh, at the, you know, on Friday. Yeah, so it a was couple great. Of, a couple of those guys that, that Michael was talking about, Haskell Garrett and Jonathan Cooper grabbed one of those mm-hmm. whiteboards so. from Larry Johnson <laughs> and wrote, ranked 11, yeah, question yeah. mark. People like, hear they, that stuff, man. Everybody knew it. Like, yeah. they were, they and s- for whatever his reasoning was, which he had a reason, you know, I didn't put anybody, but it just doesn't matter doesn't because matter, right. all anybody's going to focus on, right, going into that, once you say it, is 11th. Mm-hmm. And that's all that happened. And even though he Beautiful. probably didn't mean to give that fuel, it, it just you got to be smarter and realize that is exactly what's yeah. going to happen. But we took advantage of it. So, so is that who gets your Buckeye lead? <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry, guys. Put it in yeah. a sticker on Because if not, yeah. I might give it to Yeah, you. that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. You're thinking outside the box. Up. I like it. Yeah, I like guys, it. sorry. I'm just why, all over the place That's here. why Nicole is here. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, um, no, so I felt like both, you know, the offense and defense played phenomenal. You right. know, it was exciting, too, to see for offense, just to see some action from the tight ends, like Luke Farrell and Jeremy Ruckert, you know, combined for five receptions for 66 yards and three touchdowns touchdowns in the game was unreal like it was just exciting to see Mm -hmm. that so um but I am going to give my Buckeye leave to Tyreek Smith uh, with the three tackles and you know it wasn't an official sack but the sack at the end um, with Trevor Lawrence truly was kind of the closeout of the game Mm -hmm. and the pressure that they kept on Trevor Lawrence was I mean it you could tell it mentally started to affect you know, oh, yeah. Trevor, mm-hmm. it was just they He's not were used to getting hit like, he, like he was no. getting hit. And you could, you could see him start to get scared, and the right. confidence, you could just see their confidence just just dwindle away. So, um, yeah, I, Tyreek Smith, Smith was phenomenal. I was very impressed with him. Tyreek Smith, um, one thing that he did as well is it, he lined up outside at times, and then when it came down to put Baring Browning on the outside and came inside, and he rushed right up the middle and just had Trevor Lawrence just kind of out of his wits. I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes down to being on the on the floor like 12 to 15 times throughout the game, 
that takes a toll on a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as great as he was, still 400 yards in the air. That was good. That's what he's going to do. He's on scholarship as well. But I think that Tyreek Smith was a great Buckeye Leaf. I, I loved him and what the rest of the Buckeye defensive line was able to do. I feel like I remember last year after the game, maybe Clemson players talking about how physical that game was, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden, Justin Lawrence is getting hit again like that. Yep. You know, the first couple plays of the game, and he's, he's probably thinking to himself, oh, here we go oh again. boy, <laughs> yeah, here we, here go, we again. go again. These yep. guys are back, and they're they're more physical this year, and right. and they kept after him, which is great. And, and that's why you rarely see this where Ohio State named, you know, four co-defensive players of the game, Oof. Jonathan Cooper, Tyreek Smith, Haskell Garrett, Tommy Togiai. Oh, my God. And they had to play way more snaps than Larry Johnson would want them to because right. Tyler Friday was unavailable, Zach right. Harrison was unavailable. Uh, and in a big game like that, you, you tend to try and shrink the rotation. But, Michael, you've been a part of this. Like, he just wants to rotate. But he let those guys go, and they were they looked so fresh on that, that fourth quarter drive that Nicole was talking about to put the game away. It looked like it was the first quarter. You don't have to pick the defensive line. <laughs> Doug, you don't either. But I, I, I just – I like to talk about them, though. That was great. <laughs> I love to talk about my were, guys. They were sure. so good in that game. Well, Definitely. I appreciate you freeing me from the shackles of picking don't the defensive have to. line. <laughs> but I'm going to pick a defensive lineman. And I'm going to pick specifically one not – I, not necessarily because of their standout performance, but I think everybody here should pick a defensive lineman. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to pick Tommy Togiai. Tommy! Um, Tommy's been a just an anchor for that defensive line all season. Yeah. And he's him and Haskell Garrett's presence in the middle well is what allows those ends and Baron Browning to heat it up off the edge <laughs> and get pressure. If Trevor Lawrence could step up, mm-hmm. then he would. But with Tommy and Haskell pushing that pocket, getting pressure, stopping the run, I mean, they've been forces all season long, and what nothing changed against Clemson. What it's it's really exciting. I know Doug feels the same way. Oh my God. It's really exciting to see good defensive tackle play because that's a tough position. tough position. And when you go to those better teams, like against Clemson's or Alabama's, it gets even tougher. Well um, and Clemson's going to try to misdirect. They're going to try to right. mess you up. That's so good. to see those guys uh, stay at home, they were retracing on screens. <laughs> they were just a huge part of that win. It was really exciting to see. I love it. I, I mean, I'm going to hit on that because I'm a defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. I can't take them, but I want to just – you're right, right? There's so many things that doesn't show on the stat sheet – when it comes down to even playing the zone block right mm-hmm. and not letting that guard just cave you down. So that defensive end doesn't have a bunch of um, um, areas to play. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, again, you're not <laughs> going to see it, but it's recognized by the players. Those guys were locked in like nothing else. Um, as I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but, I mean, Dabo at the end of the game, after the game, didn't give credit. I, I think him being a God-fearing man as much as he is, he could have definitely took credit for that bulletin board material that he <laughs> yeah. gave us. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, we didn't need any extra motivation, but the fact that you're going to rank us 11th after you beat us last year and not want that rematch like let us get our work we knew that we were the better team last year and just the fact that every phase of the game and let's talk about special teams I'm not gonna have, he's not my Buckeye leaf. 21 Williams, who, a kid from Columbus, Ohio, made tackle after tackle, you know, inside the 20 so it was just one of those games that was phenomenal to watch and just be a part of it was, it was beautiful. Jay-Z uh, I'm going with the Justins Mm. I, uh, I've really enjoyed watching Justin Hilliard here the last few games. I think he's really stepped, stepped his game up. You know, for a guy who's been here for, I feel like, seven, eight years, <laughs> uh, you know, who always just always seemed to have something happen and something, next year, next year, next year, you know, injuries and this and that. I think he's just played outstanding. And I think he didn't have, you know, the most stats or whatever in that game, but he made a few plays where it's like, you know, there he is again. You know, you just in these last few games, I just felt like I kept seeing him make that play that maybe we – hadn't seen um, out of him before. So I, I'm, I'm going in, but then, I mean, gosh, and it, it is what it is. 
six six touchdowns. Uh, you know, almost 400 yards passing. I mean, you can't argue with that. Balls. Going out of the game, you know, taking that shot that he took. Um, I would like to see him make that guy miss. Uh, I think he's a little bit better <laughs> of an athlete <clears throat> instead of just turning into it. But uh, you know the. The toughness that we've seen from him since he's been here, you know, yeah. last year in Michigan game, tent, comes back out, touchdown. That's good. This year, hit, tent, comes back out, touchdown. You know, that's like good. fighting through that. And, uh, I mean, as a quarterback, that's all you really can do to your guys to show your guys that you're with them because you're not one that's hitting people. You're not – when you get hit, when you get – you get back up because they're getting hit every play, you know. So you show that and you become part of – that offensive unit even more when that is happening and when they know they can trust you to do that. So That's I think good. just everything, I mean, from all his throws that he made to the runs to just the leadership to the toughness, man, uh, what an outstanding, maybe yeah. the best performance by a quarterback in Ohio State Bravo. history. I mean, Bravo. Am I crazy for saying that? No. I, no. I, and I think like, I was thinking about it on Friday night, just like you know the goosebumps comparing it to coming out of the tent in the game in Ann Arbor last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was his Heisman moment. That was that clinched the trip. And I thought I'd never see anything like that again because you had, you know, five, six plays of panic. Is Ohio State going to reach its potential? Mm-hmm. And then he trots out, goes right on the field, rolls out. Back yeah. his, like, okay, no way you're ever going to do that again. Like, yeah, the circumstances yeah. won't align. And then mm-hmm. you're in a national semifinal, one of the most vicious illegal shots that you right. could ever take. Right. You know what you have to do in that. Like he's not even out for a full drive. Yeah. Comes back in. He's wincing in pain, rolling out to his right. The ball kind of flutters out. It was maybe the worst throw that he's ever that's ever come out of his hands at Ohio State. But it's still right on the money. Chris Olave scores for a touchdown. He's done this twice in his career. Like it's mm-hmm. you guys know how hard it is yeah. what he did. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I mean it. You go. I mean, I, 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 I probably took yours, but no, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't care. I mean, even if you're healthy, if you play a full game at the quarterback position and have as many touchdown passes as you do incompletions, I don't care what the numbers look. I don't care if it's two and two. <laughs> I don't care if it's eight and eight. Is, right? yeah. I, it doesn't matter. Ten and ten, yeah. six touchdowns, six incompletions, and then you throw the shot. On top of that, uh, you know, it's just you can't you can't have a better performance. You can't expect a better performance. And what I loved about uh, Justin Fields' play was he was the question mark going into that game. Right, Everybody said, yeah. "Well, what's what's wrong with Justin <clears throat> yeah. Fields? What's wrong with Justin Fields?" You know. So once again, credit to the guys up front. Uh, mm-hmm. The quarterback mm-hmm. in me always no says, yep. "I mean, Justin Fields couldn't do what he did. I mean, he had yep. some good time back there." Uh, he had some good pockets to move around, uh, throw the football. I liked the the game plan. Obviously, a nice run pass blend. Um, put him on the move a little bit here and there. You talk about the uh, the touchdown um, after he comes back yep. in after being hurt. Move the pocket a little bit. Um, it, his performance was awesome. I loved Chris Olave getting back in the lineup. Six catches for a couple touchdowns. Yes, but uh, you know. I, I got to go with the tight ends. Okay. <laughs> I have to. There you go. I, I have to. My old roommate, my old roommate Ben Hartsock, would, would string me up if I did it, you know, because they just don't get that notoriety very yeah. often. Uh, but to snag three touchdowns in a game of that magnitude and to, you know, I don't want to say come out of nowhere, but in today's high-flying offenses and all the weapons that we have mm-hmm. yeah. in, in, in Wilson and Olave and all these other guys, yeah. you know, you just don't see it from the tight ends very often. So both of those guys, my hat's off to them. Uh, great game at the perfect time, too, right? Because now you know, Nick Saban and company, they're going to they're gonna be watching film. They're going to say, oh, they full complimented guys. Hopefully our guys can stay healthy and stay off a of COVID list this week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Full complimented guys. 
and they are using everybody. They're yeah. running the football. They can beat us on the edge. They can beat us with size over the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think I think at the perfect time, those guys are going to make it a little harder to game plan for next. Yeah, and this play calls were strictly four tight ends too, right? I mean, well, like sorry. you're coming over here and letting him slip out the backside. Like I mean, that's. For your tight end to make that catch and make that play and get in the end zone. And tough catches, I mean, too. Yeah. I mean, I forget which one of the two it was. Oh, right through the window? Gosh, I can picture it. Box, well, that oh, one, that was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was right. an incredible Feral's throw, touch, too. Yeah. But Feral's Feral's touch, touch, touch yeah. when he, like, Close literally stuff. boxed him yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. out there Rucker playing was hoops. open in the middle. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, couldn't, couldn't. When it comes down to them tight ends, I don't know if it's my turn. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's like, yeah. like everybody else. Like, Tap I mean, in, okay? We, we talked about Dabo. I mean, that's bulletin board material. That that, that, that gets my, my nod. Um, we talked about, you know, that, that defensive line. I'm a defensive line guy, true and true. So I love what they were able to do. Um, and then, you know, Justin Fields. Did, did Justin Fields get anybody? Justin Fields had one of those remarkable superhero days, right? Yep. That he came out of, a, out, of, out of the locker room again, put on, you know, was just, just – He's becoming a legacy when it comes down to adversity and being able to be right in the front of it. You've seen the grimace when he got on the bike. You've seen when he came down to, you know, cheering up his guys on the sideline. When it came down to even the offensive lineman seeing that his guys is hurt and making sure that he wasn't on the ground that much longer for the rest of the game. It builds and brings everybody up. I'm going to actually give my Buckeye leave to the good old offensive line, the yeah. good old Hogs. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned it as a quarterback. Those guys did their thing mm-hmm. when it came down to open up them lanes for Trey Sermon, giving our guy Haskell Garrett – I mean, Haskell Garrett – giving our guy uh, Justin uh, um, Fields just uh, some time back there. When, when our guy Wyatt actually got hurt, his back was getting, like, compressed because he was protecting this guy to make that play to Olave. After his – after a little hand to the After the hands to the mm-hmm. face, right? Mm-hmm. So those guys – and then they had um, our guy – and Henry wasn't there. I mean – a guy that, you know, has some difficulties, but, you know, somebody that 55, I forgot his name. Matthew Jones. Matthew Jones got in there and, and, and played well. Those guys got coached like no other. They go against the defensive line every day. Iron sharpens iron. Um, Trey Sermons had an amazing game. It's just fun to talk about, and I'm glad to, to be able to be a witness of that type of caliber game against Clemson, uh, Clemson folk. It wouldn't be Letterman Live if I didn't talk about Trey Sermon. Please do. <laughs> got to, please. He deserves it. I, <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring him up because I, I, I didn't want to steal it from you. I, like I said with Justin Fields, like you never see a, a play like that twice in a career. I never thought I would see anything like what Zeke did in the mm-hmm. postseason run of 2014. Trey Sermon is ahead of pace for what Zeke did in those postseason games, and he's going to be uh, absolutely critical against Alabama. But the way he's running through contact, uh, the way he fought, you know, Third and nine, third and twelve. I think were two two pickups that he got on the mm-hmm. ground. Another one out of the backfield yep. makes a cut. A Clemson guy falls <laughs> falls on the ground. Um, I don't know what else to say about him. You know, I, I I actually exchanged some messages with Tony Alford the other day, just like, hey man, what what did you do to this guy? Yeah. It's like you know, just normal process of coaching, and uh, you know, gave him some small goals that he could reach and incremental progress, because he didn't get a normal year. It was an injury. It was no spring ball. COVID, no, no camp. He didn't get the opportunities. We had talked about that. But, you know, I, want, I wanted somebody else who was in that building to say it. That's good. That the first three or four weeks, it wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't the same person because right. he looks like a totally different player. Right. But he, I mean, I'm not saying that he's uh, now the same kind of pro that Zeke could be. Yeah. But he is the perfect guy for this offense. That's good. And he has elevated Ohio State to a level that, that you guys all talked yeah. about, a bunch of different guys. I don't know how you stop Ohio State on offense. I, you, you never know when it's going to click for somebody. Mm-hmm. And it was exciting that, like you said, he didn't have much time to adjust to this yeah. new team. That's good. So it's exciting to see him come into his own and do the things he's doing. Because when we would watch the games and talk about the games, everybody could see, all right, you yeah. know, they're kind of running a little tentative. Both of them were, Master yeah. Teague mm-hmm. and Trey Sermon. It looked like Teague was going more downhill. So, you know, we choose that side. 
but you watch Trey Sermon now, and he is that missing piece of this yeah. Buckeye team. Yeah. He was the big question. We were, I remember the conversations we were having yeah. where it was like, okay, we don't have the running back right. that we're used to over the past six years, but we don't really need one because we have the receivers. And now we still have the receivers who have gotten better, mm-hmm. and the young guys have gotten better, and That's Justin good. Fields has gotten better, and that O-line's holding it down, and now we have a running back who's going out there getting 200-plus yards, yeah. 300 yards on okay. really, really good defenses. It's almost, it's almost like the elephant in the room. Um, my guy, Master Teague, coming off his Achilles injury, everybody has stories on his team, right? Yeah. We got mm-hmm. Haskell Garrett. We got Justin Fields and the things he did. We got Wade and the Wade family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when Master Teague came back the way that he did and, and, and put that rehab on his back, you almost had to give him the nod at running back. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to splitting those carries, we didn't really know what Trey Sermons can do. You know, he's coming in there secondary. You know, that does something to a guy's psychology. But yep. when it comes down to when he got the nod, when it wasn't nothing to share, when it's like, hey, this is your rock, this, he's hurt, that next man, that mentality became to the eating of Zeke. Yep. And he's doing almost like Cordell Jones. We wouldn't even know 12-gauge if it wasn't for uh, J, J, uh, J.K. getting hurt. You know what I mean? It doesn't take away the allure of what J.K. is, but at the end of the day, 12-gauge got some great history for Ohio State. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think it was that's what, what Trey Sermons has done. Nicole, what else is in your notebook from Friday night? Just that it was phenomenal, guys. <laughs> it was so exciting to watch. And like you were saying, it was, I, there was, it was just they played so well, and there was so much action. It was a great game to watch. You know, mm-hmm. I just felt like they were – each player was in their position where they needed to be. And like you were saying, the offensive line, too. Just – I mean, Justin Fields is able to make those passes because the offensive line is, you know, doing their job. So yeah. they all just relied on one another. You could absolutely see it the entire game. All right. So next Monday, Letterman Live will be on location. <laughs> So in exciting. Miami. So you're just going to have to zoom in. You can come hang out right here next yeah, to this picture of Craig. I can. Uh, <laughs> wherever I'll flight. sit right there. Yes. <laughs> wherever you want to be. Um, any more specials going on? What's tomorrow's appetizer? Tomorrow's Tuesday. So it's the appetizer Tuesday, yeah. which is fried mushrooms. Okay. Which, you know, those mm, are there's good. There's some in here. Those right are good. Here, yeah. Mm-hmm. We brought them out here. Jay-Z's allergic, I hear. So. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely allergic. <laughs> I'm not. I'll eat them. And then um, just a huge thank you to everyone. We had so many carryouts and people dining in for the game on Friday. So that was just, it was amazing. It was yeah, a great, great way to bring in the new year. And um, and then, yeah, so we'll be doing carryout as well and dining in for our national championship game, too. I think you got to give them that, mm. that early bird discount. I'm just going to tell I your know. bosses. We're, they're discussing it. <laughs> okay. They are discussing it because that is. That it's amazing because we, we like to offer that for the big games. And it's also to help the kitchen as well. That yeah. way, everybody, all the orders aren't coming in at 5 o'clock because the kitchen can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, because there's only don't. so many yeah. fryers, you know? So <laughs> it was. It was really, really People nice. don't plan, and they order last minute, and then yeah. they're mad when it takes a long time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we get it. That's why we started the early bird. It just kind of, Boom. you know, spreads uh, it out a little bit. All right. Well, the games don't get any bigger than next Monday, but we'll get your score prediction then. You can you got it some time to think about it. I know. I know. Okay. So I'm going to say. You don't have to give it now, Nicole. <laughs> just wait for it. You sure? Are you yeah. ready? Okay. Nope. I'm not. Yeah. You got, <laughs> you, got another week, you got another week to cook it up. All right. Yeah. We're not going to rush the genius <clears throat> brain over here at work. I'm telling you guys, I told you I felt good about the Clemson game mm-hmm. and we won. That's right. So I did. I felt so I felt so good so about it. And I was at the game. Do you feel good about year. this game? I do. Okay. okay. I do because just you can just see how they all trust one another. And just like you were saying about, you know, Trey Sermon, you have to think about that he was spending all of his time with another team and had to come in and be the new kid mm-hmm. and and just learn like just the flow of everything, you know, because it, it 
they've had that all along. So I, you could just see it this past game. Mm. All right, we're going to let Nicole uh, go do her day job and get out of here. <laughs> Great <laughs> insight as always. Yeah, we're going to take you. a quick break, and then we're going to bring in Schlegs for Letterman Live, brought to you by our friends at Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live. Coming to you from Roosters on Olentangy River, and Schlegs is back. Yes. It's been a while, Schlegs. We've missed you. Yeah. I missed you guys. Do you have anything to add to the uh, 49-28 beatdown of Clemson and your Buckeye leave? I, well, just the floor is yours. Welcome back. All welcome. right, welcome back. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this. The, I, I heard Craig talking about it. The, the key to the game was the physicality up front from the front seven. We, we talked about it all the time. I I say it all the time in morning juice, be the hammer, not the nail. Well, how do you do that? Well, you run the football and you stop the run. 254, I believe, is greater than 44. I wasn't elite at math. No, I'm just kidding. I was. Slight edge. I went to the Air Force Academy. <laughs> but, yeah, 254 to 44 uh, sounds like an absolute manhood taking. Mm-hmm. That's what they talked about. Remember, they're, corn, they're blue-collar and corn-fed mid- Midwest dudes that goes out there and take people's manhoods. And that's what happened in that game. So you saw that. I would say they won the turnover margin 2-1. to one. That's fantastic. That's uh, the defense didn't allow any explosive plays like quick strikes that you saw from the mm-hmm. Notre Dame-Alabama game. That's going to be another critical component in this game versus Alabama. They, they, they bent and didn't break in it. Trevor Lawrence got his 400 yards passing. Who cares? Because yep. they're out of the game. Uh, I thought Pete Warner and the linebackers did a really good job of controlling Etienne uh, out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So that was a big-time deal. What was the last one I had? Do your job. Don't try to do too much. It wasn't I need to go, you know, pass or pass to Trevor Lawrence. I just need to go do my job and execute. We saw in the Indiana game, the Northwestern game, where he had some turnovers, try to do too much, yeah. and he didn't do that this game. He just let it come to him. Yeah. Ultimately, the toughness of Justin Fields carried the day because I thought that when he went out and then came back in and his brothers on there knew that there was nothing that was going to stop this young man from mm-hmm. winning this football game and to come in very next play and throw a nine-yard touchdown to Olave, just, you know, it rubs off on, on his mm-hmm. teammates. That's good. So, yes, that was big-time ball. I thought the linebacker – so who, who's giving Buckeye leaves? Well, who's yours? We went offensive line. O-line, line, which is a fantastic – He went tight ends. I don't blame him. Yeah. I went with the Justins. <laughs> Hilliard, went, Hilliard and oh, Fields. You, oh, you went with two. Okay, so you got two. That's yeah, good. No, that's yeah. good. That's I didn't good. give myself one. No, there's okay. nobody left. <laughs> he only he just picked them based on their name. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't blame. Well, I went into your D line. Yeah, you don't care who I have. So no way. Well, who'd you have? Trey Sermon. His guy. Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, then, then I'll take then I'll take two, since we we were doing that. Yeah. Uh, they have to have the same name. I will go a lot. Anybody say Olave? Nope, that's you, baby. Well, here you go, man. Olave. Olave. <laughs> I mean, because we saw the difference of him coming back from the Northwestern game. Where was he? Mm-hmm. Well, he was out because of COVID. Poof, David Copperfield, he's back in the lineup, yep. taking the top off people. Plus, it frees up Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. who J-Mo had a touchdown as well. And the tight ends, everybody. It, it, it just adds so it just adds a different dynamic that's to the good. passing threat. Right. And then I'll say on defense, and I know that just uh, Tuff Borland got his props because player of the game. Tyreek Smith got his for the um, uh, for Ohio State in itself. But I really – I'm going to go with – Justin Hillard, mm. uh, Hilliard, yeah. but I'm going with him simply for the fact of this. He reminds me a lot of Curtis Grant 
mm-hmm. in 2014. Yeah. Right? So Curtis Grant, 2014, five-star guy. That's not necessarily Justin Hillard. He's had a he lot of injuries. He was a five-star guy. Was he, was yep. he really? That was, right, that's why it's been. Because it was just so long ago. Even better. I don't even remember. Yeah, it's been so long ago. It's been so long, yeah. He's been there like me. He's class. going on his doctorate right now. <laughs> but I'll say this. For a guy, he played, I think, 700 and some plus snaps on special teams. Only 260 snaps of defense coming into the season. And he is playing his best football, just like Curtis Grant, because yeah. everybody remembers Curtis Grant. You had Raekwon McMillan. Yeah. Curtis Grant could have went one of two ways. He could have said, no, bump you. I'm going to go get mine. Or I'm going to be your brother, yeah. and I'm going to help you, and we're going to go out and win a national championship. And I think that Justin Hilliard has done that, and he's played his best ball of his career in the biggest games this season, and we're going to need him versus Alabama. So, Justin, he had a fumble recovery. I believe he had a yeah. fumble recovery last week as well. Like, the dude's all over the field, and he had that great open field tackle. He had the interception mm-hmm. against Northwestern. You look at the last two weeks, uh, we talked about this. Like, I mean, Trey Sermon, you had to give him – you know, the MVP of the Northwestern game. For yeah, sure. 330. Oh but God. that's why it's unfortunate that there wasn't Three a defensive MVP because he should have yeah. won it that week. Mm-hmm. And then sure. I don't know who voted in the Sugar Bowl because I didn't. Uh, and Tough Borland get that one. You look at the last two weeks, like Justin Hilliard yeah. deserved a little piece of individual right. hardware. Right. But I know well, he's, we're not, it to he's him. not playing it yet. We're giving it to him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Here's your hardware. hardware. <laughs> look at this little uh, potato uh, skin that looks like a little football. $2, well, $2 fried <laughs> mushrooms. There you go. If, assuming, tomorrow. Assuming that he doesn't come back for year seven, he can come hang out on Letterman Live uh, in a couple weeks, and we'll give him all the roosters that he can handle now that he'll be allowed to take it from us. You guys have all kind of you know, touch, touched on this and then going to the medical tent and what happened with Justin mm. Fields. There was a this narrative on Saturday and Sunday like, oh, my goodness, how did Ohio State not tell him what was mm-hmm. wrong? Or did they not give him the option? Um, to me, it, it was irritating because Justin Fields never wants to talk about his injury, so I don't know why anyone expected he would give a, per, a private medical diagnosis right immediately after the game or ahead of uh, you know, the national championship game to let Alabama know exactly where to hit him. Tell, do you guys see anything wrong with the way it happened or take us through no. what that process is like for a guy trying to get through a game? Uh, I'll say, first of all, we don't know what they did in the tent or in the locker room or anything like that. So, you yeah, know, it's do. fun to speculate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, we do. <laughs> I don't think it takes much. I know how I was in college. I don't think it takes much to convince a guy to do what it takes mm-hmm. to get back on the field, um, especially in a game like that. You know, unless if, if that young man's lung was punctured, yeah. he would not have gone back on the field. But if you're capable of playing and, there's, and they tell you, hey, you're not going to make it worse, it's just going to hurt really bad, then, you know, it sucks. But you could see Justin Fields mm-hmm. cared enough, and then they'll help you out maybe a little bit at halftime yeah. with whatever ways they help you out. But yeah. I think <laughs> it's, it's the old, like, are you hurt yeah. or are you it's, injured? I don't know what we're allowed to say and what we're <laughs> yeah. not allowed to say. <laughs> but they help you out. Say, yeah. Yeah. You didn't put a needle on anybody. It was just, are you hurt or are you injured? Yeah, Can they, you continue to play? Can you not? Exactly. And they'll ask you that question. Do you – do you think you can go? Yeah. And that's, you know, as a 21-year-old, 22-year-old, you got to make a, a decision like, hey, what's this worth? Um, you know, it's not going to be like, hey, you know, your spleen is ruptured. Yeah. Dude, would you like to continue playing? <laughs> yeah. If it was that serious, yeah. he wouldn't play. But to see him fight through what we all know had to have hurt, mm-hmm. you know, he had a brick wall right into that single spot. Crown to see him yeah. fight through that and – and be able to come out in the second half, probably feeling much better than uh, when he what he was feeling when he threw that touchdown. But I mean, it's a testament. It's those are the things that bring teams together. Those are the things that give a team a common cause. And you know, when a leader puts out a sacrifice like that, it just rallies everybody together. That's real good. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Justin Fields also knows he's uh, top five, top mm-hmm. ten pick, maybe the number two quarterback off the board yeah. in a few months. So. 
there's a lot of of if if he felt that he was in any kind of danger, you know, he's got to balance that my future versus the now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what I think his teammates love about him, I think I know it's what I love about him is he's very into the now. That's good. So, you know, I I don't think that there was any. And we don't need to know. Yeah. I mean, we can speculate. Was it some cartilage torn off the rib? Is it a slight crack in the rib? Um, I, I broke rib once uh, in New York uh, when I was playing for the Bears. And I can tell you after halftime, I didn't feel anything for about six hours. <laughs> My big concern with Justin Fields, uh, and Justin and I, Zwick and I were talking about this morning, is how much practice time is he going to be able to get between now and next Monday? Because I can guarantee you. He'll be fine next Monday, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what is he going to get on the practice field between now and then? And are we going to see him having to take a series or two and shake off a little rust? Because whatever they're going to give you to make you feel better for a game, Schlegs, they don't give it to you for practice. Yeah, it's real. I uh, I would say, one, I don't understand why people believe that they are owed some type of explanation mm-hmm. as to That's what good. goes on. Right. Like, bump you. Like, yeah. who the hell are you? Mm-hmm. That's probably uh, Dabo starting. I think there's so just that, a lot of a lot of haters that we had going into that game. A lot of questions. And then sure. they thought we were going to get beat because everybody picked us to get beat, right? Everybody. Every expert. Every expert. So I think yeah. you have these experts who <laughs> were kind of – Wait, you did? I said I did it. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Well, well he's talking you're about a special national. kind of we're expert. Not, we're not experts. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody no, yeah. at this table last week picked Ohio we're State. We're all experts. Yeah, that's what yeah, we're no the doubt. Best. But I, I think you just have those people coming out of the woodwork saying, well, I'm butthurt because I picked sure. them to lose and they didn't, and this is the reason well, why. Well, here's the other thing, too. Like, the doctors are there to save you from yourself. Like, mm-hmm. we're, like let's go back. Even, I mean, Mike, you remember John Simon, 2012. Listen, Ooh, John's I was knee. Gonna, I was going to say that story. John's knee. Out of nowhere, no Was... So big mm-hmm. and so full of fluid, and they drained it before, and they waited to the last moment, and John was like, I'm going to play. Yeah. And they said, no, John, you are not going to play. That's like, that's what they do. Like, we always have the option. Like, there's so much that you can play for or play, mm-hmm. play with and play through. Now, to the level at which that you could do that, mm-hmm. it's predicated upon your pain tolerance. But in that situation with John, it would have been a health concern because he would not be able to protect himself Mm-hmm. in the game, yeah, and he would probably have done more damage. So that's what the medical experts are there to do. They're going to give you your best option. Like, hey, here's what's going to happen. Here's how we can take care of some of the side of it. There's no structural damage or anything that's life-threatening, et cetera, et cetera. You still have the ownership as to whether or not you play or don't. I'd also like to say it feels like sometimes people forget that I would, in my opinion, a vast majority of football is playing through pain. That's good. And so – Who hasn't you know, been injured oh my God. on this panel? So many exactly. times. I mean, honestly – Everybody, Everybody, the game of football, not even just been injured, but played Played injured, played injured, played hurt. There's probably hundred percent certainty that if you play the game of football at any at a a high level, you have played through an injury. So that it always kills me when people are like, "Oh my God, that you know, this person, I don't know how they went on, like, because that's what you do Mm -hmm. as a football player, and as you know, he's he's obviously going to get more. uh, People see him more. He's the guy, he's Justin Fields, the starter of Ohio State. So when he gets hurt, it's more visible. Right. But, I mean, he understands that as his role as a football player and as a leader of men, you've got to play through that pain. That's good. Because, I mean, you don't see it as much as a fan. But in that locker room, there's a lot of respect and stuff that goes on where you've got to earn the respect of your peers, you've got to earn the respect of your coaches. Coaches have to earn the respect of their mm-hmm. players. And a lot of ways you do that is by playing through pain, playing and specifically playing through pain that people don't expect you to play through. That's real good. I think we're seeing that as well. You know, when you talk about obviously the quarterback is the poster boy of that, and that's who you pay attention to. 
Wyatt Davis left the Michigan State game up the tunnel on crutches. He had to leave for a stretch against Northwestern. Obviously, something is wrong with his knee. He got yeah. knocked mm -hmm. out for it. Went to that tent on Friday night as well. That's gritty. You know, I would bet a lot of money that after next Monday night, he will not be doing any combine workouts. He will be getting a surgery yeah. on his knee. I, you know, I don't know. I haven't yeah. asked him specifically what's wrong. But that's another example <laughs> of uh, if, it, if it's something you can manage, something you can play through, then Ohio State will help you get through that. So mm -hmm. he's obviously not practicing a lot. Wyatt Davis, you know, has, he's got nothing else to prove. He'd already opted out once mm -hmm. when he thought there wasn't going to be a year. He wants to win a national championship, and he's willing, as you guys all have said, to play through that pain to get there. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is a beautiful, just like energetic way that last year transpired to this one. I mean, you, you, you got uh, our guy Trevor Lawrence to get hit by Wade. Wade is out the game. Then we got a big hit <laughs> against Fields, and then that guy is out the game, and obviously things just shift. Um, but, you know, the legacy piece that Justin Field just provided for himself, um, and, the, and then we go back to the, the, the last time he played against the team up north, um, he is submitting himself into the history of, of Ohio State, and I love it. Um, and like everybody said on this panel, we know how our players and our boys is feeling on that sideline. When Justin Fields got off the, off, the, uh, off the sideline when he was grimacing, guys got out of his way. Guys pat him on the back really gently, just understanding that he's going through something, and we kind of rally behind that and keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's like, a, there's a nice well, that's, that's what it feels like. Well, there was a, someone patted him on the back, and yeah. he, he, uh, like, come on, they like, had him on the camera where I, he, he said something that was not very, not very receptive to that pat it, on yeah. the back. Okay, please, please leave me alone. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, please. That was incredible. I mean, and we could keep going. We talked about the Buckeye leaves. Like, there's so many guys that you could still name. You know, forget well, who brought up Matthew he, Jones, Doug did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You stepping in for Harry Miller. Uh, he did fantastic. Paris, you got Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson absolutely pancaking people. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. had the freshman running back, Williams. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, guy that, the guy that looks yeah. like he's 26 years old through his yeah. helmet. I was like, that yeah. goes. Super he's arms. He's a freshman. He's yeah. running people over. 5'8", 230. Yeah, is that what he is? Yeah, his legs are the size of his team. 5'5", 230. Dang. But you got – they put him out there in a key situation. Julian Fleming, Jackson Smith, and Jigba had a big – Third down catch. Mm -hmm. That D-tackle number six. I don't yeah. know his name, but he – Teron Vincent. Yeah. Man, he came he in and played. Good. Definitely they, inside. In the fourth quarter, they put in Cormonte Hamilton. He was filling in a defensive end. Latham That's, had a big play in the end zone. He knocks the yeah. ball free mm -hmm. that goes to Seven Banks for the interception. Seven sure. Banks, I thought he was the best cornerback on the field for a while. He played really well. Yeah. Yeah. So he's coming along. I mean, you could just keep going. And, and Marcus Williamson, you know, Doug, you brought him up on special teams. That was they, – they shifted him, and he played a little bit more. It seemed like a – too high safety look. I don't. Maybe Schlegs can break down that for me more. But I don't know. They, they were shifting know. him around and playing <laughs> no, different roles. But like, well, by that point, yeah, they just did so many things, and everybody had to contribute to that mm -hmm. win. You know, it's it's interesting. We're sitting here. We're talking about all these different players, right? And we just talked earlier about how you know places like Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. It's it's always next man up mentality. Right, somebody's out, somebody's down, somebody can't play. Whether it's an injury, whether it's COVID. All right, who's up next? I don't care if you're a freshman. This is what we expect from you. Mm -hmm. And what we haven't talked about at all today is hats off to Ryan Day and his coaching yeah. staff. There you go. Right, because they, they get these guys here, and then to put that game plan together, to to motivate Thank them, you. right? It shouldn't be that hard to motivate your guys for a game like that. But but to to have the level of maturity that you see out of this football mm -hmm. team to overcome – you know, everything they've had to overcome this year. Hey, by the way, you haven't played in two weeks and you're playing, you know, <laughs> Saturday. And just uh, people don't realize they get out of the rhythm of a season. Everyone's talking about how, oh, Ohio State's only played six games, seven games. There's a downside to that. And there's a, there's a downtime to that that, uh, you know, I think Ryan Day and his entire staff, the way they had those guys ready to play Friday, That's the way right. I anticipate 
them having them ready to play Monday, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. That's real good. Like yeah. you went through this uh, after that Sugar Bowl, and you have the turnaround for the national championship. You guys put so much emphasis on Alabama and upset, making history. Uh, the motivation we saw that with the 11th ranked and Clemson and all that. How how do you duplicate that? I know that the challenge is pretty similar from Alabama as it was to Clemson and Oregon. You knew you were probably going to win that game once you got past it. But how do you duplicate that same feeling of everything that you poured into last week and do that this week? I don't think that would be difficult at all. I think, honestly, after they beat Clemson, especially the way they did, yeah. I it sounds crazy. I don't think there's a question in my mind that they're going to beat Alabama. The, the confidence that that gives you, the togetherness that that gives you, mm-hmm. and the confidence that like your teammates feel in you and you feel in your teammates, that's the kind of thing that teams that are already great and talented and disciplined need to get to that next level. I think that underdog mentality that they went into against Clemson probably was a lot was very similar to the underdog mentality we had against Alabama. That's you know, good. it's it's not necessarily that you feel you're the underdog, it's that you feel that you are better than that team mm-hmm. and nobody's giving you credit for it. And and I think that's one of the things that fueled them against Clemson. And then once you prove that, not only did you prove that to everybody else, you just proved that to yourselves and your good. squad and everybody in that locker room. And that it's hard to describe. I know you guys have all felt it. It's hard to describe how much that like what state that puts your mind in where it's like all right well now we just got to keep doing what you trust the process you trust your players you trust yourself because you went and probably had a good game because the majority of the guys on that field had a good game Mm -hmm. and then people are telling you oh you're going to get torched by Alabama Alabama's going to get torched by us and and that's the kind of thing where you know any given whatever Monday night (laughs) any given Monday night I think I think Ohio State is going to win that national championship, and I don't really think it's close specifically because of the mentality that you get from beating somebody hey, like who it. has been on the top of the mountain for like a long it. time. I hope you're right. I, <laughs> I, just remember, I just remember from the 14, I like to hear your comment playing an underdog versus Miami, um, Craig, but I just remember that game, and it was 42-35, and I remember when we walked out and we saw them. It was like you know Alabama had a bunch of – Really big, mm-hmm. physical-looking dudes, but that were kind of stiff. And it was like mm-hmm. we were big and physical, but athletic. That's yeah. real good. And I think, oh, I think Alabama is a little bit different. But I will say, the physicality of which we dominated Clemson definitely carries over yeah. Yeah. because that's a mindset. And then if you have nothing to prove, you'll never improve. And I think that's kind of been the the thing throughout this season. It's like okay, you had Indiana, you had Northwestern. Yeah, Clemson and the number rank, number eleven ranking, yeah. which I thought our guys did a really good job, not talking about that before mm-hmm. the game. That's real good. And, and Justin Fields actually even said, "I'm not, game, I'm, yeah. not gonna, "I'm not, I'm not going to comment that on awesome. that." Yeah. Right? That was very mature thing yeah, to do. Now, sure. Even though some of the guys were on Twitter and absolutely yeah. did that. And really <laughs> love it. That's great. It's a different story. But like, again, you know, to the media, they did it. They wanted to. Yeah, but but you know what they did? And here and here's yeah. the thing: when you go and you win that game like that, it definitely focuses you on what I thought Coach Meyer did at an elite level that year, and it was. The mission, remember that? Yeah. Like it was like, you know, he had the helicopters and they were playing in the, in, in the woody the entire time. It was like focus on the mission. Like you remember this blurry, you know, it was basically <laughs> what's that dagum Vietnam movie where um, Charlie Charlie Sheen's Apocalypse dad's in it? Now. Yeah, Apocalypse Now. And it was just that music all the time in the woody. That one, it was crazy. Anyway, so they go and so and so we knew what we had to do versus Alabama, and then when we played Oregon, it was sixteen. Like that was the thing you had to eliminate. They will get them to focus on the one thing that they have to do mm-hmm. to beat Alabama. And for defensively for Ohio State, it was blow up 16, which is that's yeah. how fast Oregon ran the ball yeah. or, or ran a play. They'll they'll find something else to focus on for Alabama, and that will be the key 
the defensive coaches believe to stop Alabama and vice versa on offense. So that's how you get 18- and 22-year-olds locked in on that. Mm -hmm. And then coming off that win, they understand now that if I just go do what these coaches tell me to do and right. execute at a high level and just do my job, right. we got a chance to win, absolutely. When it comes down to Alabama, I mean, they're, they're, their proof is in the pudding. I mean, they've been there every year. They've been, they've been very, very consistent. You know, so at the end of the day, when you got Najee Harris, when you got uh, uh, Mac, they, they, they got two Heisman, Devontae. <laughs> yeah. They got Heisman people. So when it comes down to bulletin board materials, is those guys are already – favorite they're already in the national conversation I mean, he's an AP player of the year so when it comes down to getting guys geared up like seven banks Sean Wade didn't have maybe to get the best game right he was on his on his on spent around a few times but at the end of the day they all did their jobs and it's going to be awesome to see these guys get prepared this this 10 day um time that they have to, just to go out there and really you know perform <laughs> Buckeye football they're going to be dogs again too oh yeah I mean, they're, 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 yeah, so they're going to have that motivation going into the game but you know, I think when you look, when you get to this point in the season, whether you got 30-plus days off like we did or 10 days off. <laughs> I forget about that. Right? You get to a point where, you know, we've all been on, on the one side of, of the, the field, so to speak, in terms of, you know, they're going to play Monday night and end of the month, early February. The, the underclassmen, what are they doing, Schlegs? Oh, they're going Going back to work. Let's go. Oh, right? yeah. As soon as they right. get so back. So they're, they're starting going. in February. Yeah. Yeah. End of January. You get a couple weeks off. Guess what? Back to Business. work. That's good. And you start in February and you train and you got 6 a.m.s and you're working your tail off all winter. You go through spring ball, hopefully. Yeah. Go through summer conditioning where you are. So, Schlegs, you've been on the other side yes. of this where you're beating the crap out of yes. these guys. <laughs> and they do it all for one reason. And that reason is Monday night. That's real good. They're, they're going to be ready. There's no way that – I mean, yeah, you're underdogs. You just come off this big win. Can you motivate yourself? Everything that these guys do year-round is for the moment to even have that opportunity that they're going to have Monday night. Yep. So when they get there, they're going to be ready. And let's not forget the last time these two teams played, what happened, right? I mean, you just got past the Clemson team that the last four times you played, mm. you weren't able to beat. That's good. You know, so you're going up against them. You've heard all this stuff. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. We just went and took care of business. Right. Their confidence – went to here. Now they're playing a team in Alabama, which everybody loves, everybody has for the last 10 years. It is what it is. Rightfully so. Yes, 100%. But the last time we were on the field with them, we took care of business when we weren't supposed to. So I think that might be a little confidence, a little uh, something in the back of our guys' minds saying, we've, we've yeah. taken care of these guys before. You know, we got over that hump that we hadn't. Now we just got to finish the job. All right, Nicole's prediction is going to wait until next week's uh, on location down in Miami. But you guys – you have to do it now. She's going on location. No, Gosh. she's zooming in. How do we? How do we get? How do we get on that? <laughs> I, I'm trying to go. Come on, Will. How do we get on that? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that out loud. But we're sneaking Nicole down on a credential. Um, who's gonna win next Monday night? Schlegs, you start it. Oh crap! On a stick. I was just doing. Doug, you start it. I got it, man. I get it. Uh, so, so my my, my take on when it comes down to this matchup, um, it's gonna be phenomenal. Uh, people are gonna be. It's gonna be one of those, you know, big hitting. Games. I mean, they have players on both sides. I'm going to say as far as my Buckeyes, uh, they're going to give up 24 points, um, and, and they're going to get 37 points. So I, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's not as close as it seems. They're going to be like maybe some late touchdowns to kind of get a little bit closer. But I think we dominate. I think we come out, you know, pretty pretty strong on all facets of the game. Yeah. When it comes down to special teams, I think we keep them inside the 20. I think our defensive line proves again that we're going to stop the, the run. Najah Harris will be a different beast. That Alabama offensive line, our big, thick guys, and they're uh, on the watch list for the best offensive line in the country, rightfully so, as we said. But it's just something about this aura on this team. What they had to go through in the beginning of the season, 
season, having 2020 be the way that they kind of presented themselves as leaders, and they had to, you know, Kevin Warren was the first person to try to stop them. Then it was, you know, uh, <laughs> Dabble saying, you know, that they're not should be if they, they don't have six. It was just so much adversity these guys had to go against. I think they're going to be able to play football again one more time. We're going to get some more depth at the defensive line. Zach Harrison back, hopefully. Um, just a lot of greatness to be uh, in Miami, and I'm going to try to go. I need a ticket. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the over. That's yeah. all I can yeah. say is I'm give not sure they can make it high enough. Yeah, right. The over. Um, I like 52-45, Buckeyes. 52, it's it's going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, there's there's too many weapons on the field for both of these offenses. Uh, Nick Saban has always prided himself at Alabama on having the best defense in the country. Not even close this year. Mm-hmm. Not even close. They're going to be ready. They're going to have a scheme because he is one of the best coaches in college football history. Absolutely. But they don't have the players. They just don't have the guys. And uh, conversely, you know, our defense is playing great. I, I, I hope our defensive line and our front seven does what they did on Friday. Uh, but Alabama's – there's a whole other level of weapons that we're yeah. going to be seeing defensively too. So I expect a lot of points on the board in this game. Yeah, you got to think three out of the top five players in college football based on, you know, by somebody who votes yeah. are, are on Alabama's offense. So, I mean, that is a whole different challenge, um, you know, except just trying to stop Lawrence last week and some of his playmakers. It's Different ball game. They kind of changed, though. It used to be the dominant defense. You know, Nick Saban would keep them in the game. They had a quarterback that was serviceable, and they had a running back. They've switched it. They're just scoring points like crazy now, um, in which they've given up a lot of points. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, like uh, Craig said. And, uh, gosh, I'm going to go 41-38. Last-second field goal, maybe. At the end of the national championship. Walk off? Walk off game? I don't don't know about that, but I think we hold on (laughs) and keep them from kicking that field goal. Blake Hobby will come on down. Um, Yeah, I I like both of those scores. Everything they're saying is on point. Uh, Doug scored two. Thank you. I don't don't know, man. (laughs) These teams are so similar. I think that uh, Alabama might. Man, these teams are too similar. Yeah. <laughs> both of them have great run defense, struggle a little bit in the past defense. Both That's have good. great quarterbacks, receivers, running back, and offensive lines. Uh, you don't know what's going to be the separator. I don't know anything about Alabama's tight ends. I think our tight ends are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to have to go somewhere. Let's go 50, 59. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Wow. I don't want to go 59, 59. but everything okay. in between that. <laughs> let's go with 40. Let's go with 40, 52. 40, 52. 40, 52. 59, 40, 52. To 49. Did I hear a niner on there? Are you calling from a walkie-talkie? I want to say, I just want to say 50s to 40s. Yeah. But I got 50s to 40s. Okay. I'm with you. I, um, is that what you said? (laughs) 50s to 40s. I'm going 50s to 40s. Win by, win by three, somewhere in the vicinity of 40 to 50. Exactly. Gotcha. And that could go from 40 all the way to 59. I like Michael's odds the best. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can, I all of us. can I change mine? Um, I'm a 30 to 50. I'm in We're in there. Buddy, did you figure we, out a we, score yet? We win by Here, 1 we'll, to we'll, 17. I'll, I'll, settle, I'll settle at 45 to 39. Okay. Okay. All right, all good. Right. I said 40. I'm, I'm going with 45, 42. I think it's going to come down to whether it's a, you know, second quarter, end of the half field goal. Mm-hmm. I just – with what they did in the red zone, that was the difference in this Clemson mm-hmm, yeah. game. They scored in the red zone, yeah, red zone versus last year where they had three they field goals. Zone three, right? Yeah. And that that's the difference. So they're gonna have to do that this week. It's basically the same blueprint versus Clemson versus Alabama. That is good. So I'm gonna go with 45-42. Like guys. It. 
I told you guys last week I, I didn't have any doubts that Ohio State was going to beat Clemson, and then I would think about January 11th once they got there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. But You're that right. was Ohio State at its best, and mm-hmm. that team can beat anybody, Yep, mm-hmm. and they will next Monday night, 42-35. I like that it. That strikes a chord with yeah. anybody who's been a part of this game before. I like it. We'll be there. Uh, Letterman Row will be down there for full coverage of the Buckeyes and Alabama. Can't wait. Uh, for that national title. Didn't think we are going to get any games at all in August. Now we'll Boom, how about it, huh? For a national title Bucks, in South baby. Florida. Appreciate Nicole Cox for having us in. Doug Worthington, Craig Krenzel, Justin Zwick, Michael Bennett, Let Anthony Schlegel. I am just Austin Ward. We will see you next week down in Miami.